0: what's up everybody and welcome back to baseball connection today is a good day baseball is back we have finally come to you know an agreement of some sorts i mean not really an agreement in the sense that both sides agreed to 60 games it was an imposed 60 games by mlb but at least they were able to agree on health and safety measures and now The season is officially on. We are going to have a 2020 season. The regular season is going to begin on either July 23rd or 24th. This has been confirmed by Major League Baseball. And spring training, I guess, summer training, whatever you want to call it, spring training is going to start July 1st. It's going to start July 1st. And most teams are going to have camp at their home ballparks. And, uh, yeah, that's... That's exciting. We're going to have baseball a month from today. We're going to have Major League Baseball games being played a month from today. It's going to be a 60-game season, which is really short. But this also means for those of you who are fans of teams that you thought might not have been in the running for the playoffs this year, well, you're going to have a chance to make the playoffs this year because everyone, even the Marlins, could make the playoffs this year. I mean, this is a 60-game season last year. The Washington Nationals would have missed the playoffs. So what are we going to see? There are going to be a couple things different this year. But, you know, the, the return to play plan was finalized last night. Let's just kind of go through what we're going to see. As I said, it's going to be a 60 game schedule. The schedule hasn't been finalized, but they are going to try to limit travel distances. So most teams are going to play a majority of their games against division opponents. So they're going to play 40 games against their division. So you have four other teams in your division. You play 10 games against each division opponent. And then the remaining 20 games are going to be played against their geographic counterpart in the other league, in interleague play. So, for example, it's going to be AL East versus NL East, AL Central versus NL Central, AL West versus NL West. So you have 40 games within your division, 20 interleague games against the other uh, geographic counterpart in the other league. And the postseason format's going to be the same, actually. The, you know, there was a lot of talk about expanding the playoffs, but the postseason format's going to be exact same as it's been. Five playoff teams from each league. You have your three division winners, your two wildcard winners, and then, you know, you, you go from there. But in a 60-game season, man, that's – I mean, what is that? That's, that's 12 starts from – your from your best pitchers, you know, if they pitch every fifth day, well, every fifth day. I mean, you know, it, you don't exactly have a, a game every day because it's sixty games in sixty six days. But you get what I mean. Uh, you're gonna see eleven or twelve starts from your from your ace, from your top guys, and you know that's one one third, one third. I mean, a little more than one third of what you would get in a normal season. If if you have a guy who's fully healthy, let's say he makes like 32 starts. So um, it's going to be interesting, but this is definitely where, like I said, it's not going to be the cream rising to the crop. I guarantee you, we're going to see some random team sneak in there. We could see like the, we could see, I don't know, the Toronto Blue Jays just somehow win the AL East. We could see that. We could see the San Diego Padres get into the playoffs. We could see weird stuff. We could see the Diamondbacks win the NL West. I don't really know. I mean, people think I'm crazy, but man, 60 games. Everyone knows baseball is a high-variant sport. Baseball is the kind of game where you need 50 games just to get the the season rolling most times. And we saw what happened with the Nationals last year. What were they, like 19 and 31 or something like that through 50 games and obviously ended up winning the World Series? I mean, we've we've said that many times, but it's true. That's not uncommon in baseball so other other things to look out for is that the designator will be used in both leagues we're getting a universal dh for this season this season um they're going to revisit the proposal for 2021 so it's definitely possible the nl could return to its traditional traditional rules with pitchers hitting next year but for this year at least uh, there's going to be an effort made to not overtax pitches by having them hit. So there's going to be a universal DH. That's huge. That's huge because now you have a bunch of guys who, I mean, there's just more jobs for like a veteran slugger to stick around. And NL teams just have way more options now. I mean, you have a guy like Kyle Schwarber, for example, with the Cubs, or like a Howie Kendrick with the Nationals, You know, or, or a team with, that just had a glut of outfielders like the Cincinnati Reds. They could put one of their guys there, uh, Nick Castellanos, you know, Jesse Winker, guys like that, Ryan Braun and the Brewers. The list goes on and on and on. I mean, it's huge. This is a huge development for national league teams that were looking for places to play certain guys. And they they just got an extra lineup spot all of a sudden. So that's gonna be huge. So yeah. Uh there's still gonna be a trade deadline instead of July thirty first. Obviously, that's not happening because the season's just a week starting a week before. The trade deadline is gonna be August 31st. So that's like five weeks after the season begins and a player must be on a club's roster by September 15 in order to be eligible for postseason play. So basically, I mean, there are more changes guys. There there are more, just just hang on. First of all, with the rosters, in order to help ease players into competition, they're going to start with, you know, bigger rosters and then kind of whittle it down. So it's going to start with a 30 man roster for the first two weeks of the season, then 28 for the next two weeks, then 26 for the remainder of the season. But then it gets even weirder or more interesting, however you want to consider this. It is kind of weird though. They're going to have a taxi squad. So every team is going to submit a list of 60 players eligible to play in 2020. It's going to be your 40-man roster plus your 20-man taxi squad. Where they're gonna keep these extra twenty guys? I don't know. I was watching MLB Network last night, and they were saying that some teams might have to just, you know, use a local college facility and just keep those taxi squad guys over there while they're, you know, working out and playing inner squads or whatever, and hitting and and throwing, so they could have them ready to come. Because I, I think it's inevitable that obviously this is still happening in the middle of a pandemic. Um, they are there are gonna be social distancing guidelines and you know health and safety protocols, but it's inevitable that there are going to be players who, who get the, get the virus, you know, who, So there are going to be some players who get the Rona and, and have to quarantine and you're going to need to pull from the taxi squad that that's, um, that's in- inevitable. And, um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about those health and safety measures in a bit, but just kind of continuing here in game rule changes. So there's a tight schedule this year and and there's definitely a desire to limit time on the field. So, we are getting the minor league rule for extra innings this year. So that means every half inning after the ninth is going to begin with a runner on second base. This player is known as the designated runner. And this is simply the player who made the final out in the prior half inning or a pinch runner for that player. So this is just a way to kind of speed up the end of the game and just starts with a runner on second base. We saw this exact same thing happen in the... Last World Baseball Classic. This is exactly what they did. And in my opinion, it was it was awesome. It was fun to watch. They did this, they did this in the last WBC. And I mean, people complain about any every single time there's a rule change proposed, there are gonna be tons of people complaining just because it's different. But I liked this last time they did it in the WBC. And I'm excited. I think it just makes the game more exciting. I think that's a very unpopular opinion, but I'm all for it. So the pitcher would not be charged for an earned run if that runner scores. It would be scored as if the runner had reached on an error. Uh, this this rule is only in place for 2020, and it's only in effect for the regular season. Uh, extra innings in the playoffs are not going to start with a runner on second. So I, I'm definitely excited to see that, though, in extra innings. And that's one thing I will be watching very closely. But, yeah, so uh, um, we were talking about health and safety um, protocols. Basically, players, coaches, and support staff are going to be tested for COVID-19 every other day during spring training, the regular season, and postseason. So, they're going to be testing them regularly. Uh, players are going to be getting temperature and symptom checks twice a day. Antibody testing will be conducted once a month. Then, social distancing is going to be encouraged as much as possible, both on the field and off. Um Players and other team personnel that aren't participating in the game will be sitting in the stands at least six feet apart. I think that helps because, you know, then you don't have to have people bunched up together in the dugout. That's, that's great. Then uh, non-playing personnel must wear masks in the dugout and bullpen at all times. There's not going to be any pregame exchange of lineup cards, no high fives, fist bumps, hugs, etc. So people are wondering how this is going to happen. There's a video, you can look it up on Twitter, of Adam Jones hitting a bomb in Japan the other day. And uh, they were doing this. They just air high fives in the dugout when he when he came back. He didn't even enter the dugout. He went to the front of the dugout, air high fives, and walk, walk in through the back, maintain social distancing. It was pretty, pretty um, ingenuous. I don't know what, what, what the word is. Uh, creative way of going about this. And they're actually saying no spitting or chewing of tobacco and or sunflower seeds. This is an interesting one. I don't know how you're going to enforce that baseball players, MLB players, should not use tobacco or sunflower seeds because those things are as synonymous with baseball as anything. That's going to be interesting to watch. I don't know how they're going to enforce that or if players are going to respect that at all. But um, a ball will be thrown out once it's been touched by multiple players and fights are strictly prohibited. That's, That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. But yeah, what happens if a player does test positive for COVID-19? There's going to be a COVID-19 related injured list. It has no minimum or maximum length of placement. A player may be placed on that list based on a positive COVID-19 test or confirmed exposure or if a player exhibits symptoms requiring self-isolation for further assessment. Any player who tests positive will not be allowed to return until he tests negative twice. And then you have your regular injured list. Um... Rather than a 10-day injured list for position players and 15-day injured list for pitchers, now it's going to be a 10-day injured list for all players because it's a shortened season. And, you know, your 60-day IL has not, now been reduced to 45 days. So, And if there's a COVID-19 outbreak in a team city, MLB has a right to relocate teams, either in the regular season or in the postseason. You can relocate them to neutral sites for health and safety reasons. Honestly, I think this is something that... Um, People have kind of slept on. I think this should have been, um, you know, given more attention because initially, when people were always saying, "So, oh, we have to end the regular season by September 27. We have to end it. Uh, we can't go into the in the fall or winter because of weather, COVID 19, et cetera, etc., etc." My my stance has always been like, why why can't they just use neutral sites for the playoffs? You know, if if weather is an issue, if, if a COVID 19 outbreak is, is an issue, you could simply stage the playoffs in a neutral site city where that's not a hotspot with no fans and you could continue that way but I don't know uh people just didn't either think of that or didn't want to hear that I don't know but I don't know about you guys I am extremely happy about the 2020 season stay tuned here for more updates I you know I've I've been trying not to uh you know just get caught up in the rumors cuz if I would just update you guys every single day say oh they argued about this they argued about that it would make no sense i wanted to wait until it was actually official and now that it's official we can get ready to play ball in exactly one month so buckle up the 2020 season is going to be here around just around the corner and yeah so that's going to do it for today if you enjoyed this please share with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on baseball connection